Well, good afternoon, Kim. Good afternoon, Sarah. How are you doing? Well, thank you. Great, thanks. Listen, uh, it's fantastic <laughs> to be able to talk to the two of you because you have achieved something uh, crazy uh, here. Do you want to share with us what you just won? Well, we were nominated yes. for, um, for the REB. Yes. For the real estate business. And, um, and we took out number 11 in Australia. In Australia, like in, in, Australia. in terms of number of sales, in terms of dollars, what is it? Um, it, it actually is everything. So they take into consideration how many people you have working for you, how long you've been in the industry, um, how many sales you make, how much commission you brought into, into the office. Yes. Um, so they, they do a percentage of little bits and pieces, so it's fair across the board. A consistency score. So, so how many sales was that in this last year? 103. 103. And three. Oh, wow. Oh, sorry, 110. 110. 110. <laughs> yeah, well, so, someone's obviously listing and then someone's really selling, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, okay. that, <laughs> that, that is such a fantastic achievement. You know that? And I, I know that when I spoke to you first, Kim, you, you were not happy because you didn't make it to the top 10. I don't want to embarrass you. So uh, only the three of us will know about this because there's only three of us on <laughs> Zoom right now. But I sort of said, you know, there's people who are dying to be in the top 50. And the achievement was about the top 50. And you getting 11, you're not happy? What, what are you talking about? You can always improve. That, that is correct. You can always improve. But first, we have to be happy with whatever we have achieved. And 11, do you know how many agents would be fighting just to get that level? Yes. Remember that story? Yes. I mean, that was one of the discussion that for once you didn't cry. So that was good. Must have been a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's dig into this here now. The two of you are working together. Do you want to share with me what both of you do as a team? Well, Sarah pretty much does everything, <laughs> and I and I do the running around. So and um, so we we pretty much work together to do everything. Um, so if if I'm not available, Sarah's available, and vice versa. Right. It, um, and that's where it works fantastic because we know our clients are always going to be served, no matter if it's one of us or two of us that are there. So, so I just want to understand this. Both of you list, both of you prospect, both of you sell. Is that what you're talking about? Both of you manage your clients? Yep. When people work in a team like this, quite often they say, no, one person will just do this aspect of business. This is very weird to see you know, a team of people that are really pulling all of their skill together and can do everything all rounders. I suppose that's, a, that's the reason why it works with us. Right. Um, right. Because we, we are both similar when it comes to work, work ethic and the result that we want for our clients. Yeah. And that's where the gel between the both of us does, um, does come together. And it's pretty much like reading each other's mind. It's not very often that we can't, Yes. It, um, so we know where we're at. We, we catch up pretty much every morning. We know the plan. We know who we have to speak to. And it's not often that we double up on things either. So it's, it's like being Sarah's in my brain and I'm in Sarah's brain, really. Whoa, that, this, this, that, is, that, this is dangerous territory. 
<laughs> is this then? This is 2020. This is 2020. <laughs> All right, I see. So how long have you been working together? 12 months. Yeah, it's about a year. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so how do you get to this level where there's that kind of bromance in 12 months? Sarah can, Sarah can answer that one. <laughs> oh, do you mean in terms of how well we get along? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we've just got, a, I mean, we've worked together for a really long time and I think we've just got a really good understanding of um, how each other works and also I guess our moods. Um, I know that if Kim's upset, she'll be cleaning. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, um, when I'm in a mood, I kind of don't really want to talk that much and she can understand that. And we sort of, we don't hold on to anything. Well, I don't think we do. Yes. Um, and we get over things really quickly. And it's also um, knowing what we both excel at, what our strengths are, um, and also what clients suit better. So on occasion, I know that we just mentioned that we both do everything, but there'll be a certain client that might gravitate towards Kim more. Um, so I'll, for want of a better word, push them back towards her and, and vice versa as well um, to make sure they get the best um, service, but they're still not missed throughout the process as well. So I think it's just really understanding each other and what's important and how we both work. Okay. Just, just to make sure that we, we clarify certain things here. You've been working as a team for the last 12 months, but really yes. you've been working for Wiseberry Heritage for how long now? Kim, probably no, 17, I'm 18 years. Yeah, and, and Sarah 10, yeah. right? And Kim about 17, 18 years. Correct? Yeah. So yeah. so really you've had plenty of time to really see whether you would match each other. And and in the last yeah. 12 months, really that's been the synergy of two people who actually know each other already. Yes. Okay, so how do you settle fights? I mean, I'm sure there's arguments happening and uh, do you... Well, I don't know whether you can see the black eye on Kim, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we might need to zoom in a bit more. And, and Sarah's got a high heel somewhere where you don't really want to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, just tell me, one day in the life of this team of yours, what is the name of your team? The ladies in the heels, is it? What is it? It, it? it really depends who you're asking. Oh, well, KB, deals in heels, Darren calls us cask or sack. So, <laughs> what, what is sack? Our, our initials, um, Sarah, Andrea, and Kim, or cask, Kim, Andrea, Sarah. Oh, oh I see, I see, I see. I, yeah. I actually was going, I was asking because I liked the deals on on heels yes that's that's what we prefer that's what we prefer deals in heels just in heels yeah yes i saw that once on facebook and i thought that is so much them that is that's nice yes yeah we like that one we like that one so let's have a look now so how how do you work together in a day let's go through one day in deals in heels so first of all we get in in the morning um, we make a plan of what we're going to attack and what results that we're going to get first thing. So then we start to work on those. Um, Sarah obviously does up our agenda for the day to what we want to accomplish and where we need to end for the end of the day. 
Mm-hmm. And we get in and head down by month. Sarah, what's on the agenda? I mean, what do you put on the agenda? Yep. So, um, well, it's day specific. So it depends what we already have booked in or what we need to book in. Um, so if we have properties that are due to exchange or they're halfway through a cool off, um, whereabouts they're up to and who's going to chase that um, in terms of appointments. So, I mean, majority of listing appointments Kimberly does go out to. Um, that's good for Kimberly. And then um, buyer appointments, um, it depends whether, because we do have a buyer's agent now as well, Andrea. Um, so it depends on the client, the properties, how many appointments we actually have. Um, and if it's down to, we need to, we, we like to um, speak to all our buyers every seven days at least. Um, so we have to make sure that everyone needs, that needs to be spoken to is spoken to. Um, so we'll allocate time and who's going to speak to who, um, and same with prospecting as well. If we need to hit a specific property, um, that's where we sit down and go, okay, well, today we're gonna hit all the, the withdrawn listings that we've had in Lake Marmora because we need a four bedroom, two bathroom and a pool um, in this specific pocket. So right. it is day specific as to what we are needing to achieve and sort of what's um, what's on the goals board. Um, but it's pretty much, yeah, figuring out what we're chasing and who's chasing and where we're chasing it. Okay, so do you work then on the numbers? For example, do you then say, big, are we going to do uh, 20 prospecting calls each today? Or do you, 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 Kim, have got 10 to do and I have to do 15 because we had to find a property for these buys. I mean, is, is that that specific or is it just uh, let's sit down together between that time, that time and go through this? It's, it, it really comes down to, to the day that it happens and what results that we've got in or what we need to bring in. So at the moment, everyone's low in listings. So we need to just chase, chase, chase where the buyers, they're everywhere. So it's, it's a job to sit down and, and go through the results that we've actually got and go through the warm source. We don't really cold call. Um, when it comes to it. So because we've been we've both been around for a long time There's a lot of warm sources that we do actually hit. Yes, and that's what we go back to the people that were being you know that that were appraised 12 months ago That might have won 50 60 70 thousand dollars more. They're the people to hit now Because it's now worth it. So yeah. it's it's that Pacific of we we know where we're at and We know what to do when it when it comes to finding Okay. The people to do it. It's very interesting that you said no cold call. So it is possible to have a career in real estate and avoid cold calling. I knew you'd say that as soon as you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been in the industry for a long time, yes. Right. I mean, why are you laughing, Sarah? Uh, you've got something else in mind. Just share. No, with no, us. no. I just I know how important cold calling is. <laughs> we we do our areas still get covered by someone. We just don't cold call. Oh, I see. I see. So, so you've got somebody else call calling for you. Yes. Oh, so you, you, you just like get the cream and the top. No. Somebody else doing the hard work. Who's that somebody else? And who's that somebody else? Keanu. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. That's very interesting. Now, uh, what about celebrations? How how do you celebrate and how often do you celebrate and does Keanu uh, get involved? Does Andrea get involved? How do you do this? And, and then I've got so many questions, like how do you consider your team versus the big team? Yep. 
So we, we do celebrate. So at the um, at the beginning of each month with the, the, the three of us, Keanu's just started with us um, two weeks ago. Yes. Um, so we sit down at the beginning of the month and we set a task and it's not an easy task. And when we achieve that task, um, all depends on what the goal list is to what we achieve and how we get there. Um, if we achieve it, then we go and celebrate that goal that we've, one of us or three of us has got on our, on our to-do list. Yes. Um, and we go and do it as a team. So we're going out to dinner on Saturday night um, for the month that we just had um, in exchanges. Yes, what did you, do, what did you achieve? Um, it was 150. 155 in exchange dollars for the month. Wow, okay. And, and, and that was had, the goal was what 150 the goal was 120 what was that um well the goal that we actually originally said was um was 175 that was Which, that was my fault that was, so, that was so you didn't that achieve was, it that was sarah's fault and hence why we're not doing what we were going to do <laughs> um so i think i think the goal started at what was it 125 and i was like no let's do 175 it was, it was 150 and then i realized what i'd done yeah <laughs> so the the real goal was that um, that if if we hit the one seventy five, we all went for a day spa. Yes. And that was something that we all wanted to wanted to do and achieve and go and smell the roses, like everyone says that you need to do when you have a good month. But we didn't yes. achieve that, so we're going out to the second best, which is going out to dinner. That is disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting. So close to a day spa. <laughs> so close, but yet so far away, right? Okay. And so how is the team being celebrated within the larger team? Yeah, so Kurt took us out to lunch because yes. he lost a bet. Um, oh, you have bets? So we, yes, we have bets. Well, we, had, we actually played a game and, um, and we won in, in that game. So Kurt took us out to lunch, which was, which was nice of him. Yes. Um, so there's, there's differences between the teams and the teams, but we all still get involved um with the big team and that's where it's um quite fun when it uh, when it comes to it yes you you have you have amazing work ethics and i i, I want to talk about something now so that people understand what is underneath the success because a lot of people go oh well you know they're successful they they they're lucky no 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 there's a, a work ethics underneath would you like to talk to us a little bit about your work ethics the two of you anyone <laughs> I, I, I suppose my, mine comes from how I was brought up um, with mum working so hard um, you sort of see that and I obviously I've got two, two, young, two young boys and I want them to, to see that as well because I think the way that you're brought up is the way that it comes across I did uh, leave the house this morning and Logan turned around and said mum you're going to make five sales today aren't you Oh wow! So it's um it's it's the the way that you want and what you want to achieve in life to your work ethic. If if there's no goals that you have in life, then you're not going to have any work ethic because what's the point in waking up? So it's how you I I I find it as how you perceive yourself or what you want out in life to then how your work ethic um, comes across. Don't know if that's different to you. How about you, Sarah? <laughs> um, well, my, I mean, I've always, I, I get anxiety if I'm not at work. So 
I, um, I love being at work and I like having structure. Structure is a, a massive thing for me, um, always has been. Um, and I think mine's also comes from, I don't want to have to ever rely on anyone else. I've sort of seen the situation where my mum got told to stay at home and um, she sort of, she got left and she's had to pick herself up from the ground up um, at a, sort of over 50 and it wasn't nice to watch and I've had people take advantage of me and sort of leave me with nothing as well yeah. um so I want to make sure that every single day I'm doing something to make sure I'm taking care of myself and um the people around me and I don't want to have to to lean on anyone yes. um it's the old the whole you know you don't want to have to lean on a male so yeah yeah <laughs> and that, right. that's a that's a big reason why I get in and I want to make sure that when I go into work I'm working Mm. And I get what I need done and I'm satisfied when I get home. Yes. But there's something else that you do that you, you know, I wish you, you talked about it without me asking you the question. Are you, do you still do a body building or, um, what is oh, it? Okay. This, um, this body sculpture. <laughs> Kim makes me work too much. No, I, um, I still, I still definitely go to the gym. I don't compete anymore. Um, but it's part of my structure. If I know that, if I don't, you know, Kim probably notices, if I don't go to the gym in the morning, my whole day is gone. Right. My, my whole entire day. And I like starting the day something that's challenging myself because I know then for the rest of the day I can do anything because I've done something hard in the morning. Um, and it's just all cream on top from there. So, yes. um, yeah, no, I still train, but I, well, COVID, you can't compete at the moment anyway. Um, but I don't compete anymore. Yes. So what competition, what competition was that? Um, so I did bikini and figure yes. um, competitions. Yeah. And, and that's, that's very much demanding in terms of discipline and commitment, right? Yes. Yeah. It's training. I think I got up to about four or five hours a day at one point. Um, you've got to get your cardio in, you've got to get your meals in at a specific time and they have to be a specific weight. Um, everything's sort of in front of you and it's just up to you as to whether or not you follow it or yes. you go off track. So you're the female version uh, competition in terms of competition, the female version of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> not, not that sort of sizing point, but I guess, yes, yeah, similar, yes. Right. I think it's fantastic to see it. I, I always said this, you know, and people who play sports, they, they learn virtues that really can be translated in civic duties. So when you learn great values, you can actually reuse them at work, you know, so, and, and people don't know this. I, I know a little bit about you. That's why, I wanted to talk about it. It's that your level of discipline didn't just happen because the two of you just came together. It's things that have been built over years. I mean, one of the things I really am, I'm always inspired. And every second month when I run a uh, recruit training program, I always bring up Kimberly's name. You know, I always talk about that 17-year-old girl who sat exactly where you were, you know, some five years ago <laughs> and <laughs> let's not give it your age now way so and 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 what she has become it's it's dedication it's hard work it's it's the uh, sacrifices when you have two young boys probably who needed a bit of your time but you had to go out there and make sure that you make the best of your day for them and these are some of the things that people forget. They sit here, they say, oh, yeah, that's nice. Well, you know, you can see the two of them working together and they, they've got attributes and qualities. But they don't understand. No, there's sacrifices to get to this level. 
Yeah, hundred percent. So tell us a little bit about both of your sacrifices so that people don't think it's all hunky dory here. I think yeah, I think you set yourself your own sacrifices when you when you don't do things as well. When you're when you're driven as much as what we are to to make a to, to make a means that, that we want to in life. And um, yes, I suppose we, we don't want to have to rely on somebody else or we want to be successful and we want things in life. The sacrifices that you make for yourself to achieve that is, um, is what's a part of us as well. You know, if we don't achieve something, then the next day we've got to make sure that we achieve something. It, um, or we don't go home until we achieve it. And chances are most of the time we, you know, we achieve what we, what we put down purely based on the goals that are set behind it. Yeah. Because but, we, we want those. Yeah. W were there hard times? Were there hard days? Absolutely. You want to share Absolutely. with us like each of you, one of those hard days that you still remember? Back in 2008. Yes. <laughs> When the GFC hit, yes. When the GFC hit, yeah. And the market was really, really tough. And you would take the same buyer out 50 times for the 50 weeks. It, um, I remember there was one day that, um, that we had to sit in until we actually achieved a result. And um, it wasn't one result, it was seven that we had to achieve before walking out that door. And I think we walked out the door at 9.30 that night. But um, in the end of it, we felt accomplished. And then we made a few sales from it. So it's, um, and yes, it might sound a long time ago. It only feels like yesterday. Yes. But, um, but then, you know, there's sacrifices that we have done in the past and there'll be sacrifices in the future that we do to get where we want to go. I see. If you've, if you've got dreams, next year's going to be in the top 10. You've, you know, there's, there's things that, you know, you, you set your bar for. Very good. How about you, Sarah? Are we are we talking sacrifices? Or are we yes. talking yeah. yeah sacrifices? Oh, okay. Sacrifices, um, but also one of those tough days. You know, one of those tough days that you still remember. But today, I mean, when you go through pain, you hate it. You don't want to see it. But quite often, after afterwards, it's probably the only thing you remember, and you you relish it because you go, yes. you know, thanks to this thing that I didn't think was actually. Uh, a trampoline that was actually giving me some impetus towards something even better. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, there's one um, that I always, always remember. And at the time it was horrible. It was stressful. Um, but now it's probably one of my best memories in real estate. Um, had a property for sale with, with George Butcher actually um, over in Lake Haven. We had a buyer on it. Um, we're getting the pest and building done and I got a phone call in the office saying you need to get over here right now and I was like what is happening he's like I'm under the house you need to get here now I can't talk to the owner I need you here and um apparently the whole house was absolutely riddled with termites um they actually thought they were going to have to condemn it and um I had to sit down with the owner and tell him his house was falling down around him um and then we actually we had to absolutely knock the price down um because of the scenario and i found a first home buyer um that wanted to buy it the dad was a builder and it went on for about three weeks and i actually think it was um a day that we we're in castle hill for one of our sales meetings right. but it was all sort of coming coming to the end of it and they were calling me non-stop and i was a, i was almost in tears because 
it was just going back and forth, back and forth, and how are we going to make this happen? Yes. Um, but now I get sent photos of their wedding day, their kids, everything. Um, so at the time, it was the most horrible situation. It took up so much time, headspace. Um, I was about to say, I just need to hand this listing back. I can't handle it anymore. Uh, and now it's probably one of my best real estate memories. Yeah, that's fantastic. Isn't it? So I'm not going to hold you too long. I just want to ask one more thing. You've been around for 10 years. Sarah, and you've been around for about 18 years. Now, these days, I find that a lot of young salespeople, they into what we call the uh, get rich quick scheme. If, if they can't be rich and successful within 12 months, well, they, they're on the lookout for the better place, you know? So what we have is we have a lot of travelers who come in, try it, and, it's all, and the, the real estate office is almost a, a hotel. If they don't like it, they think that they're going to find something better somewhere else, right? So can you just tell me, what, what is it that you're doing right? And what is it that those 10 and 18 years now have told you about loyalty? Look, I suppose I've seen a lot of, lot of people come and go and then come back. <clears throat> um, you know, the saying is the grass is, the grass is only green around the septic tank. Yep. which is uh, which is always true. But you can't, in real estate, you need to give yourself more than 12 months. Now, if I look back over the years that I've done this, if I, I went to quit five times in the first 12 months and, um, and now look where I am and what the company's brought and where things are at. Now, <clears throat> real estate's not a short-term thing. If you want to do a short-term thing, then go and pack shelves at Coles because that is a short-term thing. Where real estate is a long-term, you can get success if you put your head down, bum up, get told what to do, how to do it, learn from the people that have been there, done that, don't learn from the people that have been in the industry for the last 12 months, because my three-year-old could come and sell a property. Now, you've got to go and speak to the people that have done it in the hard yards, but real estate isn't a short-term thing. Nice. It takes between 12 months and five years to actually start to get the clientele keep coming. Very nice. How about you, Sarah? 10 years. Yeah, I'm actually probably a perfect example of what you're talking about. Because <laughs> right, right. um, I actually, the, I was at university when I decided to come to real estate for one year. That's yes. all I wanted to do, 12 months. I'm like, I'll make money for 12 months and then I'll go back to uni. Yes. Um, so I was in that mindset. I obviously have stayed a lot longer. Um, most people know that I have tried leaving a few times and I get drawn back in. Yes. Um, but now looking back, and I've actually said this to Darren a few times, I don't know whether I've said it to Kim, but I have said I wish that I actually stuck it out and didn't sort of have those moments where I was like, I don't want to do this, I'm going to do this instead or because I had a little bit of a stint in sort of the, more the marketing aspect and um, I wish I did stick it out because now 10 years down the track and it, it's been happening for the past couple of years I'm seeing so many of the properties that I sold initially 10 years ago come back on the market or start chatting to us again and they're up to the next stage in life and I'm like oh sugar this is this is the long game that everyone's talking about this is um, this is actually what real estate is. That's so nice. it's, it's so hard to say at the time though, especially, and I think now it's probably even worse because there's so many shows on Netflix um, and whatnot about all these real estate agents. Everyone's like, yeah, I can do it. And 
I even get buyers saying to me, are you like off selling sunset? And I'm like, no, no it's a bit different. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think it is really easy to get stuck in that sort of mindset. I'll make a lot of money and then I'll leave and go do the next thing. Um, Cause I actually had a lot of people close to me saying to me, real estate's not a career, it's a job. And I had that stuck in my head for a long, long time. Um, and it was only where I started to look at it as a career my mindset changed about the whole thing and now I'm here and I, I love every day instead of sort of coming to work going, I need to make a dollar otherwise I'm out um so it's a, a big difference yes in the way you, you view it that's nice listen I think that people ought to go to talk and chat with you in Wiseberry Heritage because once I've experienced that thing that is really special within your own team I think that they will look at real estate very differently. Um, I, I think a lot of people, when they think of real estate, yeah, well, you know, it's all nice talk. It's all uh, great look and feel. What I love about you ladies is you are just yourself. There's no, there's no smoke and mirrors. You really go out there and, and, and give an enormous amount of uh, care to your clients. You, you actually go the extra mile but you don't even talk about it if you have pain i know that usually it's kept pretty private but i think that you need to sit down sometimes and really release now the the reb uh, top 50 being 11th is just crazy because i know that sometimes some of those top agents have got like six seven people working around them some of them have got an entire team where every results pull to just one name and I know with you working around someone like Darren Butcher, being fair, truthful, and honest is, is very special. That if a sale is not to be put to your name, it can't be. And, and, and so I know that your top 11 is highly deserved. Congratulations, the two of you. Thank you. Thank you. We chat soon. <laughs> when, you're, when you're top 10, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, run. <laughs> now we'll go top three. Top three. <laughs>